sci-fi thoughts series on how sci-fi thoughts converted to solar energy in this series i'll share with you the history behind solar and some of the economics and we'll get into smart consumer details about solar photovoltaic systems and then finally in this series because we've been operating with uh, renewable solar power for over a year I will share with you the economics of how it's been for Sci-Fi Thoughts about the cost of the solar panels versus the, the value that they bring. So Sci-Fi Thoughts is now located in the Woodlands, Texas. It's a fairly warm place where temperatures in the hot part of the summers can reach up to over 100 degrees. I recall for one month it must have been between 90 and 100 degrees every day of the month. But you get used to it if you, for various reasons. I, I lived in southern China seven years and, and that helped prepare me. If I had moved there straight from Seattle, it probably would have killed me. So the house, the house is a very large house. It's 3,500 square feet, two stories and it has single pane windows. So this, this sucker is wasting a lot of heat or cold, depends on how you want to look at it. There's a lot of heat transfer going on. And so we have big air conditioning units for the summer and we have, uh, we have heaters for the winter, but frankly, you could live without a heater here because in December, it rarely ever snows and it's frequently t-shirt weather or jacket weather. I haven't unpacked a coat the whole time I've been here. So that's the, the house and the layout. Now, let's talk about so the materials. We got 35 longy panels, which is a lot of panels because it's this house is using a lot of energy. And we got two Tesla Powerwall 2s. Each one's about six point some kilowatt hours of storage. So that gives us a total of about a 12 to 13 kilowatt hours of storage. So if the power goes out, we have power for, oh, if we were not like running the AC and the dryer and uh, all the other heavy loads you could think of, it should be able to back up the house for the whole day. If it's only 20% charged, it will frankly keep the house operating for over four hours. So why did I bring up the 20%? Because the Tesla Powerwall is a fully connected device and you can tell it, you can program it to decide how much storage to always keep in the battery so that you can handle the case of a power outage. Otherwise, you're just using the battery to load it up when the sun's shining and it's harvesting energy from the sun and uh, discharging some of it in order to not use any grid power when the sun is gone. And so that means sometimes we have 100% off-grid days. As part of our solar install 
we got a new roof because the roof that we had on here was frankly falling apart. And this is an important fact is if you're going to put on panels, you'd, you'd rather add them to a pretty new roof because your panels will outlast your roof very likely. If you have an old roof and you put panels on it and then like the next year or two years, you're, you're going to replace your roof. It costs you some money to get the panels removed so that the roofers can go to work. And then it costs you some money to put the panels back on. The amount isn't a large amount, but you know, who wants to spend money that you don't have to? So it's best to put solar panels when you either have a pretty near new roof or when you're getting a brand new roof. You should also consider getting a steel roof because that basically lasts forever, could possibly outlive your panels. So now this brings us down to the design. This system with 35 panels isn't going to give me 100% off-grid potential. It's designed to give me 56%. Now, why the heck would I do that? Well, it turns out that my local power company, Entergy, will charge me 11 cents a kilowatt hour, but only buy back power at three cents a kilowatt hour, which is basically robbery, I know. What that means is there's not a good economic reason to produce a lot of power and help pay off the install. So it's better just to, you know, cover a lot of your carbon footprint by getting clean energy from the sun. And you're gonna end up paying some still to the power company so it's not completely cutting the cord so yes i bought a solar power system that cost forty thousand dollars and for that amount i'm only covering 56 percent of my energy potential and that means i'll be paying some power bills so that means the economic story on this isn't very good to be frank i have friends with solar in different regions including seattle who are paying off their solar systems in, within seven years. And I'll cover those numbers more clearly in a moment. The other rather interesting thing is in my neighborhood, there are some people who kind of freaked out when they, when they started seeing solar trucks piling up in front of the house and consultants coming in. So at this point, you get to learn who in your neighborhood is anti-renewable energy. Yay! And then you also learn at this point who in your neighborhood is very pro-renewable energy. Also, yay! The non-sarcastic yay on that latter one. In my neighborhood, I had to educate some neighbors that what I do on my property is my right and my business. And what you do on your property is your right and your business. So yes, we had to have a talk. And frankly, in retrospect, those neighbors who were very questioning of green energy also were very questioning of pretty much how everyone lived their lives at that point. I could do a podcast on those adventures alone. The entire system is estimated to make me 11 megawatt hours a year for my location. Which, you know, these are just funny numbers unless you really understand electricity. It's totally calculable, but if you just go look at your energy bills for the year, get out your calculator and go month by month and, and add up all of the kilowatt hours that your house uses. And if your house is much smaller than this, then you're going to have a much smaller 
amount of energy that you need to generate to cover for your usage. Of course, we did other remodeling after we got the panels. We replaced half of our windows with good double pane, energy efficient windows. One of our old air conditioning units went out. So we replaced that with a much more energy efficient, newer two-stage AC unit. But then we also added a pool to the backyard, which has a motor which runs daily. So it's a kind of a give or take situation is we, we made some things more efficient and then we consume more uh, as well. In a proper experimental sense, you would want to have control over everything else and only change one variable, which is add panels, and then control the weather to be exactly like it was the year before. And, and you can see that there's no way to really control some of those variables. But yeah, we did a lot of remodeling to fix things that we saw that weren't so ideal. And so good luck with getting your spouse to not want to replace or change anything for years so you can create really good numbers for a podcast episode. It's the near future. Nanoware and truly artificial intelligent machines exist. Diff is an AI engineer. He gets into a friendly online debate with a nanohacker about whether a culture's most important trait is compassion or skill at war. Unknown to Diff, the hacker runs a simulation on Diff's AI machine to prove his point during Diff's Halloween party. Learn if it's compassion or war that succeeds during a futuristic Halloween party that goes sideways in a very physical way. Fitstorm, a novel lit by Lancer and Shelley Kind, which has received honorable mention in the Writers of the Future contest, is available on Amazon's Kindle. Check out the goodies in the show notes. You will find links to information that we've talked about in the show and videos and other cool stuff that's there for your easy tapping in your mobile device. And let's say you're interested in solar power systems. We have affiliate links in our show notes too. So you'd be helping us out if you decide to use those links when you research things like the the Tesla solar roof or Tesla solar panels or the other affiliates we've got there as well. What are show notes? Those are information that's immediately moved into your podcast player when you downloaded this podcast. But hey, if you downloaded this podcast from a website, go back to the website where you pulled the MP3 and there you will see the show notes. Next episode, more about the Sci-Fi Thoughts conversion to solar. Now I'm going to describe to you what I have in the show notes. And I expect you'll be really interested to go check out the show notes because I'm going to have copies of my power bill and copies of some of the the information about the build that I got from Sunrun.